1: From baseball's top personalities. The
2: Hall of Famer, one of the great TV broadcasters, Bob Costas, is here on A's Cast Live. To
1: the A's legendary players.
2: Five-time Major League Baseball home run champ, Mark McGuire, is with us here. You never know what stories you're going to hear. We just to about out here lunch and run with our shirts off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you would say. This is A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend.
2: It is time now for a very special edition of A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend because this is from Spring Training, HoHo Ho Camp Park in Mesa, Arizona. And what we're going to do is all the different work that we did down here this spring, we're going to do it in groups. This group is going to be all about Oakland A's players for 2022. You're going to hear from Lou Trevino, Chad Pender, A.J. Puck, James Caprellian, Jed Lowry, Kevin Smith, Cole Irvin, Adam Aller, Dalton Jeffries, Paul Blackburn, and Ramon Laureano. And we will start with the Athletics closer. Lou Trevino. So it is great to catch up with you. How was uh, the offseason for you? Oh, it, was,
3: it was great. Really enjoyed myself. Uh, um, just, you know, getting better, seeing friends and it was a good time.
2: You know, I, your journey has been a lot of fun to watch and to watch you evolve to where you were to where you are now as a closer in Major League Baseball. Just take us what this wild ride has been like for you.
3: Uh, I mean, I've been beyond blessed to be able to play a, a kid's game and, and ma- make it a job. So I mean, God's been really good to me in that respect. But um, you know, you, you learn through failures more more than you learn through successes. And you know, I've had I've had some fair share of failures in the past. But you, you learn through it. And, and as I've as I've been able to pitch more and more, you're starting to realize what makes you successful. Um, and And you know it's just been it's it's been a it's a nice little evolution. I feel like you know, I'm a little different than when I broke into the league, but I'm kind of getting back to 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 my old self again. I starting to feel good.
2: You know, I've always said it's like a cornerback in football. You are gonna get beat, right? You're gonna get beat for a touchdown, but you gotta get ready the next series. And it's kind of like the same thing as a reliever. One night you're gonna get beat, but the next night you gotta be ready to go.
3: Yeah, especially especially being the the last guy out of the pen. You know, your your team depends on you. So it's one of those things where that was the learning process for me. Early on, it was oh I don't feel very good. Uh, I, you know, we'll see how things go. Or it doesn't. No one cares how you feel. You know, you got to get the job done. So uh, that's been one of the more learning uh, a- aspects o- over the years. And you know, I think it's I think it's helped me out a lot.
2: Yeah. Nobody cares. You didn't get enough sleep. No one cares that your arm doesn't feel great. No one cares if you got anything away from the field going on. No one gives a you know what. It's just about performing. Exactly,
3: and that's you know, it's what what have you done for me lately? That's that's how baseball is. That's how any sports. I mean, that's how life is. You know. Uh, so it's just it's just making sure you bu- buckle down and you know, no matter who you are that day, you're going to give a hundred percent.
2: When you think about the final three outs because a lot of people go ah some closers are just padding stats it's not and i always go wait a minute those last three outs it's a different three outs just talk about what that difference is when you know you're in and it's the finality of an actual game
3: i mean if you think about it too much you could potentially get overwhelmed i try not to look at it like that although it is exactly that you know they're the most important three outs at at times, especially if it's a close ball game, especially if if your team came back and and took the lead late, like those are huge three outs. But at the same time, they're also just three outs. So if you can just kind of separate yourself from the the moment and just realize, look, I just got to get three outs here. You know, and I got to get them as quick, quick, quickly as possible. And that's that, that, that's my mentality. They're, they are three outs. There are different three outs uh, at, at, at times. But again, they are, at the end of the day, just three outs that you have to get.
2: I don't know what year it is, but I remember the first time I interviewed you was at the steps going towards down the dugout. And you were just happy to be here. And you were playing a lot of catch, learning from Blake Trinan. To go from that guy years ago to really being one of the leaders here in this clubhouse, what is that like for you? Uh,
3: again, it's a blessing, you know, just to be able to be in the big leagues for as long as I, I have been, and it's only been four years, but it's very, very hard to not only to make it, but it's even harder to stay. So uh, God's blessed me so much with with uh, on, on the field success, and, and you know, i just just very thankful.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and talk about let's face it you're a leader now in this clubhouse
3: it's it's weird (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh,
3: i went from i went from one of the more junior guys in the bullpen last year to to the most well not the most but one of the most service time guys here and i know chad pender and i have been what were the longest tenure days or or about so it's kind of kind of crazy to me but you know it's that's 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 life you know that's if you're if you do something long enough you know you're you're going to eventually be a vet so it's just helping now it's helping out the young guys and we have a lot of talent so you know hopefully I can help help any any way I can with those guys
2: you know it was so interesting this offseason watching all the negotiations between the players and the owners and all of a sudden there started being pictures popping up from those negotiations and we're like Lou, our guy Lou is there. Uh, What was that like being a part of that process? Oh, it was fun. I mean, I wasn't
3: really involved per se with the negotiations one on one, but I was there for a lot of it, and it was nice to be able to see um, what what every everything was about. You know, there's a lot of a lot of different people saying saying di- different things, but it was nice to kind of get uh, a, a sense of what was going on. So, you know, it was, uh, it, was it was it was a good time for me.
2: See, in here I thought you were standing up. You were in the faces uh, of the owners. There's Lou Trevino taking on the the ownership. Just banging. On the table, making sure we get what we want. No, no, uh, we're not playing.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, none of that. None of that.
2: No, it had to be a great experience for you.
3: Oh, it, 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 it definitely was, you know. And, and then moving to Florida, it was just nice to be there. I was able to get to meetings that I wouldn't have been if I was still living in Pennsylvania. So it was nice. It was just nice to be around a lot of the guys and, 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 and to, to hear different minds talk about what what the, the future of baseball uh, was, was going to be about, you know?
2: Yeah, and a. And a a big transition off-season for you. For I mean, we're just joking about the CBA, but you move to Florida, you get married. How does that really help you and just really stability in your life as a man going into this year?
3: Oh, I mean, it's it's been it's been crazy. This whole season was nuts, you know, but it was it was fantastic. You know, I had one of the best all seasons I've ever had, and and I'm with a awesome awesome girl right now, and she's she's the best. So it's it's been great, you know, I've. I'm definitely enjoying myself.
2: Well, we can't wait to see you play once again, and we always appreciate the time. It's been great watching you grow as a player, and can't wait to see you back in Oakland. Uh, yep, I'm excited. From Sweet Lou to the leader in this clubhouse, Chad Pender. So I know for you guys, great to get spring training going because you didn't know exactly when it was going to get going. But how great is it just to be back? Yeah, it's awesome to get back, get back
4: in the swing of things, and um, now we're a few days out from breaking camp. Um, you know it went by quick but it was nice to get everything behind us and get started and ready for the season
2: well you know on our show on ace cast live we're a big fan of yours and it's been like it's time for you to start every day we've been talking about that now for well a little over a year and obviously 2020 was a bizarre year but just for you as a player where you are in your career is it is it now that time
4: yeah i think it's important to uh, get as many a batch as i can and stay healthy first and foremost, and uh, there is an opportunity for a lot of at bats, um, but most importantly, try and help, you know, the team in any way possible. Um, On the the other side of that, yeah, I do want to play every day. I want to get as many at bats as I can and and, uh, kind of prove myself because there hasn't really been a year where I've, you know, gotten 500 at bats. Um, But understanding that too, that in the last four years, our team was, you know, kind of loaded and uh, not saying we don't have that now but losing the mats and um you know a little bit more question on you know who's playing where uh there are more opportunities and I just want to help the team and help kind of guide the team and, and do my part in that
2: you know when I, th- I think about losing those guys when you got the news that they were going to go because it's always one thing when there's the rumors but once they do go these are guys that you've grown so much with from the minor leagues all the way to the big leagues. You guys have won a lot of games together. Just take us through how tough that was for you.
4: Yeah, you know, I can't lie. That was, it was a little rough um, losing those two guys and Bass also. You know, gotten real close with Bass as well. But the match, you know, uh, you know, known only for 10 years now and Chappie for almost eight. And, um, you know, it, it was tough. Uh, I'd be lying to say that it wasn't. But at the end of the day you know it is part of the game and those rumors you know while they were just rumors you know everybody kind of feeling that they were real um those were real conversations going on and um i think the lockout obviously delayed the inevitable so there was more hope holding out when we got here and everybody was here and you see everybody's faces um but you know that's the direction that the team went and you uh at the end of the day have to respect it and um you know, from a personal standpoint, it, it was rough, but it's part of it. And I couldn't be happier for those two guys in the situations that they're in. You know, both of them, you know, Matt signing, Olsen signing his contract and then uh, Chappie getting taken care of through his arbitration years. And uh, they're both in great places. And, um, you know, obviously both of them are going to do tremendous things as they always have. So.
2: One of the interesting things about this clubhouse for a long time is when people have talked about the leader of this clubhouse, kind of sneaky, people didn't realize it was you and how much leadership you have provided. And they talk about your guys' growth from the minor leagues to where they are today. You understand Oakland A's baseball. Just talk about the leadership role that you do play and you will now play with a lot of new guys. Yeah.
4: You know, I,
5: I've,
4: You know, people have said that for some time now, and, and I don't actively go out and try and, and do that. You know, I just try to be myself and have relationships with, with the guys on, on the team as friends and, you know, be whether it's baseball or not, you know, somebody that people can go to and it's something I really you know, care about doing. And, um, you know, I am excited for this year because it, it will be a little bit different because, you know, we lost – three leaders, you know, Bass was always the leader of the staff, and Chappie was the vocal leader, and Ole was on, on the line of Marcus, you know, with the quiet, just go about your business leader, um, and I do feel like I, I'm more of that, you know, so I don't feel like I need to do more, um, just continue to be myself, have fun, have the relationships in the clubhouse, um, and ultimately just... Try to make this an environment where, while we may people still may be growing, but we're also competing too, and make it fun and make it competitive, and um, just try to be a professional each day.
2: One of the things that's been fun to watch you grow as a player is knowing that you're a middle infielder turned. I now can play anything and and and, and do it really well. Statcast loves you in the outfield. We know you can play short, you can play third, you can play second. Hell, you can play anywhere. I'm sure you probably could catch if if you had to. Just what is that like in the off season, getting ready to basically be able to play everywhere?
4: You know, the first couple of years it was it was different. You know, I I didn't really know what I should do, what was more important. Um, you know, for me, the outfield stuff. Um, you get so much work in spring training as far as during batting practice getting reads off the back to me i think that's the most important thing for an outfielder for myself especially is getting reads off the bat uh so my off seasons haven't really differed too much since i started doing all that it's more of a focus on the ground ball work the fundamental stuff in the infield and then kind of taking some of that stuff with You know how I approach my pre-pitch routine in the infield to what I do in the outfield, and it kind of translates and helps me a little bit. So a lot of my outfield work is done here during spring training, during the season, um, but the infield stuff is kind of the focus of of the offseason.
2: Hey, we always appreciate your time. You're one of our fan favorites here on AceCast Live. Good luck the rest of this brief spring, which is kind of crazy, and uh, we'll see you in Oakland. All right, thanks for having me. And now we get to hear about the new role from A.J. Puck. So I know this is a big spring training for you. How you feeling? Uh, yeah, no, feeling really good, and uh, just excited to get this year going. You know, when I think about your off season, heard a lot about working out, putting on some weight. how did the off season go for you?
5: Uh, yeah, you know, this is kind of like my first off season that I wasn't rehabbing anything, so I was able just to focus on uh, the stuff I wanted to focus on, and I thought it went really well.
2: You know, I try and tell the fans all the time, like. Rehabbing sucks. (laughs) People don't realize. Just take us through that and just how, like, it's just the worst part of the experience.
5: Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just real repetitive. And, you know, you just want to be out there and play with your team and uh, you can't. So, I mean, that's the hardest part. But, you know, I mean, it's part of the game. You just got to get through it and just be ready to go when, when you're healthy again.
2: You know, there's been talk about how your role changing from a starter to a reliever. They even brought up the Josh Hader role. How much do you like that, role and How much do you think it fits your game?
5: Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, come in, uh, maybe do out the bullpen a couple innings at a time or an inning, inning, and then when they need two innings, that's, uh, you know, no problem. And, uh, you know, over the past couple of years, I've been getting used to the bullpen and come out the pen, so i got a pretty good routine down there that I'm comfortable with. And, you know, whatever, whatever the team needs, you know, hopefully I can provide it.
2: And people don't understand what a difference that routine is. Like a starter that you go once every five days, you have your routine in between starts. And in between starts, you got your routine on game day. And now as a reliever, it's like, hey, you got to be ready to go every day. What has that transition been like for you?
5: Uh, yeah, you know, it's definitely a lot different. You know, uh, just coming to the ballpark every day, just thinking you might have a chance to pitch and just uh, mentally just staying focused throughout the year and knowing that, at any point in time, and they can be called to go in the game, and just be ready for that moment.
2: You know, I know we, we got briefly to talk about this. God, I think it might have been about two years ago, but knowing that your uncle played football at Stanford, your dad, I mean, your dad and your other uncle were Big Ten. I mean, football really runs big in your family. You were a quarterback. Just what what was that like picking baseball versus coming from that football family?
5: Uh, I mean, it was a pretty easy decision for me. Uh, you know, I just kind of. I always liked baseball a little bit more, especially as I got older, just the love for baseball just kind of just took over uh, football. So, I mean, it wasn't too big of a a decision, that hard decision for me to make.
2: How much has that helped you, though, in your baseball life?
5: Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think playing all sports, you know, I played some basketball too, and just, I don't know, I think just uh, playing sports and doing that can just help uh, uh, everything, I guess.
2: You know, everybody has goals that they set for themselves in spring training, and kind of this is weird to have those type of same goals because it's such a short spring training. But what is this spring meant to you? What what's the number one thing you want to accomplish?
5: Uh, yeah, you know, I was kind of, you know, I made some me- mechanical changes over the the off season, and I just wanted to just get used to them into the game and uh, just get a feel for all my pitches and go out there and uh, win a spot.
2: Well, I know we're all looking forward to seeing you because you got that electric stuff and, more importantly, seeing you healthy and ready to go. That's the number one thing. Thanks so much for the time, and we'll see you in Oakland. Awesome. Thank you. He's not going to start the season with the athletics, but he will play a big role. Here is James Kapralian. Hey, it's good to catch up with you again. How's spring going so far?
6: Spring's going well. Excited to be here. Good to see all the boys and obviously a lot of things happening around us, but we're just doing what we can to stay locked in here
2: yeah i mean it's something that we 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 have to address that obviously there there's been a lot of change and you know since you've come here and made a lot of great friendships for god's sakes you used to live with matt chapman like there's there's been a lot of change in this clubhouse
6: yeah there's been a lot of change i mean we're gonna miss those guys the the olsons the chaps um the bassets and and they were you know significant roles and and leaders in the clubhouse and you know it's time for new guys to step up and um you know fill those holes and and do the best they can so excited to see who's gonna you know jump into those spots now
2: how are you health wise right now
6: i'm doing good i feel great um obviously a couple weeks behind but just playing catch up now and haven't had an issue since we took care of things and um just looking forward to the the next outing
2: yeah i mean your ride last year was it was a lot of fun to watch to watch you grow as a pitcher to watch your family be involved when you look back just talk about how magical that ride was last season
6: it was a lot of fun. Definitely a whirlwind of, of, of emotions and a roller coaster for sure. And, and um, you know, it was an exciting moment for me, an exciting moment for my family, getting the opportunity to get those starts, and my family being close and getting to come to games and um, you know up in the Bay or you know locally in, in Southern California. So it's just a fun, you know, long time coming and, and a special moment. And uh, you know, hopefully, we're gonna have a lot more of those.
2: Now I got the, our fan base just loved following your father during games. I know you've been asked a bazillion times about this. Did you guys get to reflect in the off season at all and talk about it? Oh yeah. I give him,
6: I, you know, I talk smack to him all the time about it. I'm like, <laughs> he thinks he's a local celebrity. I mean, we left, we left the Boston game and my dad was like signing autographs to people. I'm like, this is hilarious. So, um, no, it's fun. And, and he's, he's having fun with it. And, and obviously, you know, we have a laugh about everything and, um, but it's good. It's good. You know, people realize, you know, um, how into it my dad is and he's with me every pitch and he feels everything that, every, you know, every, he's he's feeling every pitch I throw. And I, I know that. And uh, it's fun for him to, to have me, you know, have success out there. And, and, you know, when I struggle, he feels that, too, obviously. So everyone just sees the, the positive stuff.
2: I remember when we talked to your college coach and he was like, you wait when he's healthy. He's a bulldog. He'll be ready to rock. We got to see that. You know, for you, you know, you went through so much rehab, and then to finally get that opportunity in the big leagues, how do you think you grow off of last year?
6: I still think there's a lot uh, a lot more I can do. A lot of improvement, I learned a lot. Uh, Managing 162, you know, games in the big leagues is different than anything I've had to do before. So, kind of just learning, uh, making the adjustments on the fly like I need to, and... and, uh, you know, trusting the guys around me. I'm, I mean, I'm excited for this year. I think it's going to be a great year, and uh, I still think there's a lot of a lot of improvement and, and a lot more I can show to, uh, you know, the fan base and, and to my teammates. So just looking to, you know, earn that respect from from the staff and my teammates and, um, you know, continue to just gain that trust to get the ball every fifth day.
2: I, I understand there's going to be people, there's going to be the doom and gloom around here. I get it. But when you actually look at the arms and you still look at the starters that are here in this clubhouse, it's better than people think, don't you believe?
6: I think we're right where we need to be. You know, like I said, guys are stepping up and guys are competing for jobs and, you know, we're flying around every single day, high energy. And, you know, we know what people are saying about us, but, you know, we don't really care. The only thing that matters is what everyone's thinking in this clubhouse and nothing's really changed here. We're, we're going out there trying to win a World Series just like we were last year. Obviously, like you said, you know, we got some missing pieces, but, you know, other guys got to step up and uh, it's just the name of the game. We're, we're, we're ready, we're ready for this year and we're going to keep preparing and try and win ballgames.
2: Let's end on this. The difference for you going into this spring in the clubhouse now versus springs before, with all this experience.
7: Uh,
6: I think my comfort level is a little bit higher. Um, you know, I just I feel like last year I was able to prove something and 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 get the respect of my peers and show that I do belong in the big leagues um, as a starting pitcher. And um, now it's about continuing to you know refine my craft and get better and and you know be my best on a continuous continual basis. So. Um you know, nothing changes, though. Still trying to just get better, you know, every 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 time I get the ball and
2: improve off the last start. And let's make some more TV gold with the family. Yeah,
6: man, you said it. You said
2: it. And our old friend Jed Lowry is back with the team. It's always good to catch up with Jed. Well, I got to tell you how excited I was when I heard the news that you re-signed with the A's and that you were coming back. It's just, if you talk about a player and an organization and the fit just worked. It's Jed Lowry and, of course, the Oakland Athletics. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I, I couldn't agree more.
2: What was that like when, you know, a lot of other teams, places that you could go, but just this is the place for you?
0: Yeah, no, I, I like I said, the fit the fit has always been good. And, um, you know, it, it was one of those, like I was looking for an opportunity that, uh, that I could still play because after the year that I had last year, um, I wanted the opportunity to get as many bats as I could.
2: And now you're going to do it maybe at another position, which obviously, I mean, being a guy who is a career shortstop, you can play any – being that kind of athlete, you can play anywhere on the diamond. Uh, what is it like going over to first base and putting that big old glove on? Yeah,
0: I, I mean, it's it's certainly an adjustment. I, I wouldn't uh, – you know, I, I, I'd be lying to you if I said it was uh, anything else. You know, I I take the same glove with me whether I'm playing second, short, or third, and it is – it's a different glove, it's different footwork, it's different instincts. Um and so, you know, you just got to get out there and uh, and try to learn uh, as quickly as you can.
2: All these years you've been playing in the infield and you've thrown it to a first baseman now are you over there going? What the heck am I doing uh, over there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, and listen, I,
0: I'm moving. I'm moving well, and and you know, hopefully, I get some opportunities at second as well. Um, but we just got to see how that all that plays out.
2: And for you, it's always been about you can swing it. How are you feeling so far in the cage? You're not going to have a whole lot of time to get ready like normal.
0: Yeah, no, I, it, that's going to be that's going to be the biggest challenge of all. This is um, you know just being game ready. Um, you know, I'm. Um, Two week, two weeks behind uh, everybody else here, and um, so just making sure that I'm I'm prepared uh, to play a long season and in in game shape. I came into camp in great condition, and um, but you can't uh, you know you can't replicate this environment anywhere else.
2: That's always you know I think about that because with you it's always we've always. Had this idea that you get out of bed and can go three for four, mm-hmm. and that you've always come into camp ready to hit. Sure, but yeah, you can't replicate what is real as a guy up there pumping ninety eight at
0: you. Yeah, precise that, and and just like the ups and the downs, right? Like not and not necessarily like the like you know the statistics, but like going and sitting on the bench, getting back up. Um, you know, the adrenaline kind of surge and dip uh, throughout the throughout the game, being on your feet, running bases, all those things in this environment with the adrenaline, um, with all the eyes on you, all that, like that's just something that, uh, you know, you, you have to, uh, you, you can't replicate.
2: Some people like DH, some people don't. you really got to s- establish some type of routine. I've heard about guys get on exercise bikes. Uh, somebody I heard one time like – would take a steam before every single uh, AP. I mean, uh, do you like DHing, and do you have a routine when you do it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I'm
0: wherever wherever I can fit into the lineup, right? And I, I DHed a little bit more last year, um, uh, as I was, you know, nursing a a bad foot. Um, but that was, uh, you know, something that I think, uh, you know, as I, as I continue to uh, mature, let's say, um, you know, I, I think there'll be, you know, hopefully there'll be more opportunities in that role as well.
2: Now being, you know, without a doubt, veteran guy, and you've seen so much and have had great success with this organization – you know what is it like helping out Mark Katsay? Obviously, somebody who you've known for a long time.
0: Yeah, yeah, we go way back. I mean, we played together my rookie year in Boston,
2: and um,
0: you know he's got he's got a great personality, good communicator. He's not going to sugarcoat anything, um, and you know I think he's I think he's, uh, he's going to do a great job, and you know it's uh, you know I, I, I'm looking forward to working uh, working with him and, and seeing how that all
2: plays out for him. Yeah, because it's an interesting transition being someone who was already in the organization. Everybody knew him. Everybody liked him. He knows everybody in the minor leagues, obviously being on Bob's staff. But now now you got to be the leader, and at times you got to kick some guys in the ass. Mm-hmm. So it's like an interesting transition of going from a guy on the staff to now being the leader, the head guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't anticipate his personality changing at all or um but but he's just gonna be the point man, just like you said, right? And you know, if you came to him as the third base coach or whatever role he was in, I, I don't think his response, um, you know, the way he handles situations is gonna change a lot. Um there's a, might be a few more dynamics at play, but I, I really don't anticipate his personality changing a lot.
2: When you look at your career and you think about where you are now. I mean, now you're not thinking you don't have a 10-year plan from probably here yeah. uh, as a player. How much are you just going to sit back and enjoy every moment? I, I mean, I, I've, I've tried to my
0: whole career. Um, I, I obviously get very focused on what I'm trying to do in, in the moment. Um, but, you know, I, I think every, uh, every opportunity you get in the big leagues is a special one.
2: Well, no doubt, and I think about it. you're one of the best extra base hitter, extra base hitters in the history of this organization. Wow. The stats prove it. Yeah. I, and we've always talked about, like, you sniff doubles as good as anybody. <laughs> Wait, is that just something you've always had? Is that natural? Do you think about it? It's just like, man, you rack up doubles like it's going out of style. Yeah, I, I, I kind of joke and say I'm not strong enough to hit a lot
0: of homers and not fast <laughs> enough to hit a lot of triples. Yeah. Um, but I, I hit the ball hard a lot, um, and you know numbers will back that up as well. And so you know when those balls uh, uh, when those balls drop, they they end up doubles usually.
2: Well, I know from you know meeting your wife at Stanford mm-hmm. and your guys's time here in the Bay Area has always been magical, and sure. I just it's it's always been the right fit. That's why it's so great to have you back. I appreciate because it. how much you appreciate this organization and what it's meant to you and your family? No, there's no
0: there's no doubt. I mean the best years of my career here. Um, multiple playoff teams, and, um, you know, just a lot of good memories.
2: Well, we always appreciate you coming on A's Cast Live, and uh, who knows how long? We may be here forever. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Might as well, right? Try to to outrun time. Well, always appreciate the time. Be well. We'll see you back in Oakland. Sounds good. And from one infielder to another, a guy who's going to play a huge role for the A's in 2022, here is Kevin Smith. Well, we'd like to welcome you to the Green and Gold fan base. Uh, how's it been so far here in spring training?
1: It's been fun, man, getting to, to know the guys. And obviously, it was a quick turnaround, only having about you know two weeks until we break. So uh, we got over here as quick as we could and, and get into camp and to meet the guys and the coaches and, and kind of experience what it's like over here. But you know, so far, it's been awesome. The guys are awesome. The coaches are awesome. Uh, we're having a lot of fun, and we're excited for a good year.
2: Yeah, I, I think about you're already in a lockout situation you're already short in spring training, then you get traded. I mean, that's gotta be craziness for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, five days before that, you didn't even know when the season was gonna start, and then obviously we got a deal done. So we packed up and went to Florida as quick as we could, uh, me and my fiance, and then, you know, two days later, you're just getting settled in the camp and you get traded over here. So, um, pretty much everything that that could've been a weird year has happened already, so um, you kinda wanna get them out, all, all out of the way before the season starts and then kinda get, get settled and, you know, come over here with the guys and get to know everybody. And then you can kind of settle in for a long year. You
2: know, the one thing I've always said, you know, being around this for a long time is that Oakland is the land of opportunity. Like you come to Oakland, you're going to get that opportunity. How you feeling so far fitting in with this Paul club?
1: Yeah. I love it, man. The guys over here are awesome. You know, um, I feel like everyone over here is super similar. Everyone works hard. Everyone wants that opportunity, like you said. Um, and everyone wants to make the most of it. So being in that culture and being around guys that are, you know, in similar shoes as you, either, you know, just breaking out in their career, having great years last year, coming off some good years, or maybe, you know, looking for that opportunity this year, um, it's been great. And then obviously you're surrounded by guys like Elvis and, and some other guys that can that – can teach you a lot that, that they've been through. That they've already been through for five or ten years. So, you know, you put together some guys that are similar to you and then some guys that have been there and done that before and have been in the game for a long time. Um, it's a pretty good makeup.
2: You know, I think for you, one of the great things is versatility, right? Like, you're a really good infielder. You can you're going to play third. You can
1: play short. Where is your favorite place to play? Yeah, I mean, I played short my whole life um, up until about two years ago. Short was all I knew. Um, aside from getting some ground balls at NBP at third and second. So um, short's definitely my most comfortable spot. Obviously, I've been working at third all offseason, just getting ready for Toronto. They didn't know what third was going to look like for them last year. So, you know, taking some reps over there in the offseason, getting comfortable kind of fits in perfect going into this year.
2: Yeah, I mean, third base, obviously, shortstop is much different. But just talk about what what truly is the difference from a guy who's a – your whole life you've been that guy, right? High school, Little League, whatever. You were the shortstop best athlete on the team. Now you're playing third. It's a, definitely a transition.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, this whole offseason just watching videos and ironically a lot of Matt Chapman and what he did and um, – Looking at guys like Arenado, just guys that are really good over there. Um, Their pre-pitch setup, what they do before they get the ball, how their feet work around certain plays, the angles that they're taking. Um, Just watching a lot of video during the lockout and kind of implementing that into my game. But, you know, the the biggest thing, and I was working with E, our our infield coach a lot, um, the setup is just way different. At short, you're kind of more upright, trying to move a lot more. You're moving a lot more before the ball gets to you. At third, it's getting on you real quick. So um, getting a little lower in my pre-pitch setup, um, understanding kind of what my feet work, Feet have to do and how they have to work before I get the ball to set me up in a better position to throw. The angles that you throw are all different. You know, you're throwing more to your left. That's short. You're kind of getting around balls and throwing more straight on. So, um, just working with E every morning and early work and, and getting those reps in. Um, once you kind of get the feel for it and, and you kind of get every ball that you possibly could in practice, it starts to, to make more sense to you.
2: To me, it almost feels like golf, where you know you show up late, you can only hit like a couple balls, and then you go out and play. That's what this spring training feels like. It's like. It's just on fast forward, so normally, well, obviously, we had no spring training with the COVID and all that, but normally, you want to get X amount of at-bats. You're not going to get those at-bats, so how do you take advantage of what you do have?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, luckily for me, I was in Nashville with a bunch of guys, and and we were just staying ready the whole time, so we were training off-season like we weren't going to have a lockout, like we were going to go from day one, so um, obviously, getting the deal done early in spring, and helped us out because we were ready to go from day one, and um, we were ready to play innings and get in games. So, um, you know, shout out to those guys that, that were pushing us and, and pushing me in the off-season to get ready and make sure you were early, you know, getting ready before you knew you were going to go instead of waiting until it's go time and then trying to ramp up really quick. So um, that definitely helped a lot. But, I mean, like I said, you know, two weeks, three weeks of games, If you're if you're playing more innings than normal, usually you play two or three innings in the first week and you kind of build it up. Um, This year, just talking to guys, it almost feels better just going right to five innings and getting going. Obviously, it's pretty quick, but, you know, if you were prepared coming in here, then then you're going to be ready for the season. Maybe you'll have a little extra gas. Spring training isn't as long. So, you know, there's a lot of factors in play, just kind of how you look at it.
2: You know, guys, when they first come here, they're like, you know, the uniform is a whole different ballgame, and it's a big part of our tradition, like green, gold. We have names for them, like wedding gold, white. What is it like donning the green?
1: Yeah, I love it. Like I said, I... Uh, in Little League, our, our All-Star team was green and gold. So uh, every year, our our uh, our challenge and what we wanted to do and our mission that we wanted to accomplish was to wear the green and gold at the end of the year. So um, it's definitely special to me. It was already special, you know, when I was 10 and 11 years old, trying to, to play well enough to be able to put those colors on. Yeah. So uh, to come over here, the first thing that my parents did was shoot me a, shoot me a text <laughs> of, uh, of my my Little League jersey and and they're like it's all come full circle. So um i've worn those for for a few years in my life and um those are some of my favorite jerseys but yeah all my friends and family text me from home um they're like i never really paid attention to a's unis but now they're starting to like them as they see them more and and they know how special they are
8: i
2: love
1: it you already fit in it's like little league all over again little league all stars exactly exactly yeah No, it was cool and uh Definitely something special for everybody back home. Hey, great stuff. We truly
2: appreciate it. We'll
1: see you in Oakland. Yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate it.
2: Oh, and he he has become, no doubt,
9: an A's cast favorite, the big left-hander Cole Irvin. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.
2: So it's great to catch up with you. How's spring gone for you?
10: Spring's been going good. Um,
9: you know, just
10: getting my feet wet with a couple of new grips, and it's been good. Uh, you know, the, the energy's good here, and it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun so far.
2: So take us through that, because normally spring training, you know, for some guys – well, I've always said spring training is different for everybody. Some guys are already established. Some guys are trying to make the team. You were trying to make the team. Now you've made the team, and now you're able to experiment some things. Talk about how that's different.
10: Well, it's it's different because, you know – in a weird way yeah i'm still i still want to you know earn my keep and and earn myself a job for for this season Um, so that doesn't change the mentality behind that doesn't change but it's the first year that i don't feel the pressure to go and try to go all out in spring training to earn an opening day job so whereas to you know like i'm able to relax a little bit more throw throw pitches you know in different counts that i typically might not would or I typically wouldn't just because I have that opportunity to. It's just time to experiment a little bit. And, and with my cutter and my slider being new grips, uh, it gives me a chance to kind of see what it looks like against big league hitters and where the adjustments need to be made. And, um, so that's been a fun part of camp for me because that's – normally I don't get a chance to do that, um, and I haven't had a chance to do that. So now that I – do it's it's a different feeling and I don't feel that pressure to try to overachieve as early um, as I have in past springs and that's that's the biggest thing is I uh, I pushed myself to overachieve in the past three four uh, spring trainings to earn a job on opening day and now that I can kind of relax about that I I just kind of wanted to enjoy camp and I wanted to actually kind of move s- slower and then a little bit more professionally I guess is the best yeah. way to put it.
2: No, I like it. It's like new weapons. It's almost like new golf clubs. You got new clubs in the bag.
10: Yes, absolutely. New clubs in the bag. I love that analogy.
2: Yeah, no, so it's solid. So when you think about, you know, your role, one of the things that I know that drives a lot of us nuts who have been covering this game for a long time is lack of innings pitched. And I know that means a lot to you just to absorb as many innings as possible.
10: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually a little disappointed that I didn't get to 180. You know, I was at 178. And I'm a little more disappointed that I didn't get to 190, 200. Um, I felt like I could have in a uh, last season. Um, you know, I kind of fell off at the end of last year. But, you know, those those learning woes, those those things that you go through throughout the year, especially my first full season in a big league uniform, um, I learned a lot in how to control my body and how how to maintain my body throughout the whole year and I got a little tired at the end so now I kind of know what to expect kind of coming into this season And, and now that's the goal for this year is to eat again more than 178 which is what I had last year and try to improve. Uh, the rest of my numbers I want a few more strikeouts this year Um, I know I'm a pitch of contact guy but I but I but I feel like I feel like with my retooling my new golf clubs yeah my new wedges um, I'll be able to I'll be able to carve out a few birdies so um, uh, that'd be fun I'm gonna start calling my K's birdies yeah there there we go I, I didn't even think about that until just now so, but yeah, no, that's that's the goal this year. is just to be a little bit more competitive and aggressive in the zone um, because I can. I felt like my best games last year um, that I rewatched in the off-season uh, were when I was aggressive. And so, if I can maintain that through a full season, um, that'll be the goal. So, and I and I think I can.
2: Yeah, always remember AceCast is here for you. So when you're talking to the media, we can always help you with some some sayings and some slogans. We're always here to help. You know, for you going back to Philly and starting this journey of what is 2022, how's that going to be for you?
10: It's going to be fun. Um, you know, obviously I've, I've known those guys for a number of years, and you know I started my career there and uh, made my big ba- league debut um, in that uniform. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be good to go back. Um, I love the city. I love the food in the city. I mean, there's just so much there's so much fun to be had and, and um, there in Philadelphia but I'm, but we're there to get a job done and, and um, the, the goal is going to be the same as any other team is get as many outs and be in that game as long as possible and and yeah there's gonna be a little bit more chip on my shoulder because I felt like uh, you know there's something to prove um, to to those guys that you know I am I'm a, I'm a rotation guy now and I wish I had you know there there's there's a little bit of part of me that you know you're like you, know, you wish you had that opportunity to fully try to get into the rotation. Um with a ball club as good as theirs. And so but now I'm ready to compete for us and that's the biggest thing is try to put a W in the in the in the column for us, uh whatever day I'm starting. All right, before we talk duck football, I do want to do a football
2: analogy because we saw it all the time with guys when they go from college to the NFL they're not used to the longer season it would be the same thing for whether you're going college to the minor leagues what is it is it more physical when you look at draining or is it more mental now pitching more games more innings than ever before maybe just both
10: it's a balance it's a balance between both and you got to understand when you can take some time off for yourself and when you can actually push Um, You know, spring training is the time where you're kind of balancing that. Um, Like right now, like our strength strength schedule isn't as high, but it's more speed-based in terms of our workouts. So when we get on the field, we do explosive motions, do all that. So we're trying to mimic that in the weight room when season starts we're trying to maintain where our body is leaving spring training and try to maintain that peak performance as long as we can throughout the season. So you're gonna come come in, you know, maybe lifting a little bit more in the beginning of season and then middle season comes and you kinda take it down a little bit, but then you ride it back up right after the All Star break to get your, you know, body going again and then as the season comes to an end you kinda start to dive back down a little bit just to give yourself a little bit more rest so that's the biggest thing and i learned a lot last year um, not only just from sean but from bass and frankie those guys were really helpful just in terms of my growth as as a big league ball player
2: yeah I, it's a business we all understand it and with the news this morning and this is going to air tomorrow so and I is now with the san diego padres you mentioned Bassett with the Mets. We know about the two Mats. Just when you lose guys like that, especially guys in that fraternity, because remember last year we talked how close all you guys were in the rotation to lose those two guys, and especially Sean today. How tough?
10: It's it's tough. Uh, When I woke up and saw it on my MLB news timeline, I was not exactly ready to wake up to it. Um, Sean's, as everyone knows, Sean is the comedian of the team he's our he's our spark plug Honestly, he, he knows how to keep the guys yelling and keep the guys loose. And just the, the type of energy he brings to the ballpark every day, that's that's stuff you can't replace. And um, But he's also a good friend, and, and he's going to play for Bowmel. So uh, there's a part of me that's like, well, go get yourself a ring, yeah. you know? And, and so I'm excited for him as a friend, um, sad for him as a teammate, you know, because we're losing him. But at the same time, you know, he taught us a lot of, you know, taught me, Cap, a about how to be loose in the dugout and how to enjoy moments and how to enjoy time with each other. And, and that's stuff that we're going to continue to carry. At least at at the very least, I'm going to try to carry on and, and, um, in my everyday athletic career. So, uh, just trying to enjoy, enjoy the moments as Sean did. And, and so we're just going to keep going and keep plugging along, but yeah, it's, it's a big loss to have all those guys. Um, this camp just kind of, leave the team but at the same time we still have a job to do we still got to win games and we're still the oakland a's we're gonna win we're gonna win ball games
2: all right so we got the national championship game gonna be finishing up here on monday night we won't talk hoops how's duck football gonna be strong i know we got a long way to go
10: yeah, yeah, we got a long way to go, so we'll see. But I'm curious to see what our quarterback situation looks like. Um, but I'm I'm really excited about the changing at the helm and um, looking forward to seeing seeing how Duck football does getting into spring camp here.
2: Always awesome to have you on the program. We'll see you back in Oakland. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. And now one of the great stories from spring training, Adam Aller. Well, I know this has been a very exciting spring training for you, and you've actually been one of the big hits so far of spring training. Just what has it been like for you and your career?
7: Uh, I mean, it's awesome. Like, you know, going into a new org, everything like that, with the opportunities opportunities that I've had here, um, I couldn't be more ecstatic. And then obviously, you know, first big league spring training and then breaking with the team as well. Um, You know, you you can't ride it any better, you right? And, uh, I don't know, it's just been a surreal moment. I haven't really even processed it fully. I don't think I will until we actually fly out, and then, like, it becomes real at that point. So, I think for right now, it's just kind of, like, kind of just enjoying being with the teammates and enjoying playing baseball right now.
2: What was it like for you when Mark Kotze told you, after this long journey you have had, that you're on the team?
7: Um... It's actually kind of funny. My first thought was like, is this an April Fool's joke? Because if so, like this is a really messed up one. It was, and uh, I was I was telling I was talking to my buddies actually about it, and uh, I was like, of course, like with the like, with the career that I've had so far, like the day that I get told that I'm getting, uh, I'm making the roster, is on April Fool's. Like that's that that just ties it all together perfectly. But um, yeah, it was it was just. I don't really know how to explain it. I don't. I don't think anybody really knows how to explain it when they first like first get that news because there's so many different things that go through your head at that point. Um, but I know like for me at least like I think it was kind of when he, when he first said it like I was just like, oh my god like I did it like this is like actually happening, and uh, just then I started thinking of, like, about my family, my parents, everything like that like everything that you know they had put into me throughout the years to get me to this point and like now now I'm actually able to like kind of repay them back for that. So it's a it's a surreal moment, a very surreal moment.
2: You know, it's been a long journey and it's funny when you you know you talk to guys and you bring up, you know, parents and all the driving you to games and all the support and all the time where there were some lows, there are some highs. You obviously you threw very well. Uh, but did not make the big leagues. But I just think when you walk out on that field in Philadelphia, the bunting's out, it's opening day. Everything you've been through in your career, have you thought about what that moment's gonna be like when you walk out and you get your name announced in front of a sold-out crowd?
7: Um, no, I I haven't really. I mean, I've like obviously, you know, you think about that throughout your entire career. Like, well, what are you gonna do on your your debut day? But I think it's kind of like the same thing I said before like nobody you you don't, you don't really know like what to expect like until it happens and like you know if you if you try to just you know force things then it's not organic at that point right So I don't know like it, it's I'm, I'm excited makes I'm obviously I'm excited to see it but like it's one of those things that, like I, I don't even know how to like comprehend like how it's going to feel like what it like because for me like I feel like I'm not like a an extremely emotional person like i try to keep things to myself and keep cool at the most but i mean something like that like that's that's gonna be a hard thing to you know keep cool on um but i'm gonna do my best to to keep the nerves and everything down and and just kind of embrace the whole thing and and just fully like submerge myself into it and see what happens but it's it's a it's going to be cool in, in Philly just because, you know, that's a very historic place. And then I've got somebody, I got a buddy that's on the team there as well that uh, trained within the off-season. So, and, and like friends and family coming up and like all that, like it's just, it's a lot to process, but uh, I'm, I'm excited for it. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be an exciting it's incredible, moment. Man. Yeah, it's it's going to be, be an incredible, incredible moment, you know? yeah.
2: So, you know, you know, I've been doing this a long time and I've done this type of interview with a lot of guys and it's made me over the years say this, that Oakland is the land of opportunity. When you get traded here or you come here or you sign here, you're going to have a chance to make the big league. So when you got traded over here, did you have that mindset like I'm going to have a legit shot to make it?
7: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it was nothing. It was nothing to do with like the the Oakland like players or anything like that. It's just more of you know throughout the years. Uh, I feel like I've gotten better and better every year. And then last year with the Mets, um, I to be honest with you, I felt like I deserved a shot that I had last year. Several different opportunities presented themselves and I didn't get them. Um, you know it is what it is, but uh, I, I felt like I kind of earned earned a debut last year, and I didn't didn't get one. So when I when I found out I was getting traded, is you know I, I enjoyed my time with the Mets. Uh, they treated me very well, but I was definitely happy to be going to an organization with a better opportunity. Because I mean, you know, obviously now with with Degrom being down at the moment, but you know, looking back, like during the lockout and everything, I was just like looking at the Mets Met starting rotation. I was like, man, that's going to be, a, that's going to be a tough rotation to crack. Like, even if I was a Cy Young pitcher in the, in the minor leagues, like, well, yeah. <laughs> what, what, am, what am I going to do? Um, just with the amount of salaries that we had going on at that point, And then also, you know, the guys. Uh, so when I got traded over here, I was, I was very, very happy for the opportunity. Um, just to, you know, just to get a chance. Cause like at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for is just, just a chance. If you know, if you do well, you do well. If you do bad, you do bad. But at least I want that opportunity to do one. And uh, so when I got over here, I was I was very ecstatic. Um, you know, the coaches treated me awesome. Players have been awesome. So uh, I mean, now I get the opportunity, so can't squander it, right?
2: Yeah. Well, and and I think you know, as of today, this is going to air tomorrow on Monday as you guys are getting ready to go to Philadelphia and start the season. But Sean Minaya has been traded and Sean has been a big part of this rotation. And once again, land of opportunity with Sean leaving, that opens up. Have they talked to you? I, I know you have the ability to start. You have the ability to eat up some innings in, in middle relief. Have they talked to you what your role is and do you think it might've changed?
7: Um, yeah, I was I was long relief prior, but I know I I know when I was when I was brought over here, I was brought over here with the intent of starting. Um, So hopefully, you know, hopefully that works out and I I get the opportunity to start. I'd much rather start. Not that I have anything against being in the bullpen, but, you know, I I feel like starting is kind of where I succeed the most Um, and it's kind of where my repertoire works the best at. So we'll see. Uh, We haven't really had that conversation yet. I I think, you know, everything's still kind of settling in at the moment, but uh, I would be I'd be ecstatic to be starting, obviously, and uh, that's kind of what I came over here to do in the first place. So hopefully it works out that way. So we'll see uh, we'll see in a couple hopefully a couple
2: hours. Well, and soak it all in and enjoy it because you've earned it. Welcome to the Oakland A's, and we'll see you back in Oakland.
7: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you.
2: And a guy that's going to play a big part in this 2022 season from the starting rotation here is Dalton Jeffries. It's great to finally have you on A's Cast. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So, how's spring been going for you so far?
11: Everything's going well. Uh, my stuff's pretty consistent. Um, just getting to, just getting to know, getting to be all around. Oh my gosh, getting to be all around these guys. Um, And, no, it's just, it's been going pretty well.
2: You know, when I think about you in in a shortened spring, I mean, you know, obviously you're making the team. You're going to be a part of this ball club. And you want a long spring to work on stuff, but it hasn't been a long spring. And really, all these springs lately with COVID and everything has been probably pretty crazy in your career.
11: Yeah, I, I was I was pretty fortunate to have a facility in the off season, uh, push performance in Mesa, where you know we had we had guys like Bueller, like Lynn, and all those guys to be in there during the lockout. Um, so, that, so that definitely helped. And then coming into spring training, have a little bit more momentum. Um, so. You get one less start here, um, but I think we're still going to be making adjustments um, throughout that next week. But you know, everything everything feels good, consistency wise, so should be good.
2: What have they told you so far, 2022, to be prepared for? Uh,
11: just to be, I think my main goal is just to stay healthy, be consistent, because uh, you know I, I just want COTS and the front office and all the coaches and even the players to know that you know I'm going to be the same guy uh, whenever they give me the ball. So. Um, you know, I just, I just want to be healthy and stay consistent and and uh, get some get some wins for the ball club. And how nice is it to be healthy, not worrying
2: about you know rehab or worrying about just be healthy, go out and throw the ball and get ready for the season.
11: Oh, it's great. Uh, you know, I, I had a great off season uh, at push, and you know, I, I felt good coming into spring training. I felt healthy and. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm just excited to uh, to get going. Everything feels good.
2: So when you think about starting for the A's and being so close to home, just how cool is that for the family? Is you know, right in the Central Valley, not far away.
11: No, it's it's a it's a dream come true for sure. Uh, I'm gonna have a lot of friends and family at every game so we'll see uh we'll see how that goes but when i was at cal i would i would ride bart over and watch sunny gray pitch all the time and yeah. uh to think maybe some some kid would do that for me i think it's it's a full circle kind of deal so um no I'm, I'm super excited um get to see my family get to see my niece and nephew my dog uh so it should be it should be a fun year
2: yeah that's always been the cool thing about guys that grow up kind of northern california and the valley is that you're family so gets to participate, and obviously with your college career, I've always thought it was funny how you, you originally committed to Stanford, right, before Cal?
11: Yeah, originally committed to Stanford. Uh, some things kind of fell through, and Cal was always, uh, they said, hey, when, if anything changes, let us know, and something changed, so I so I let them know. We got to beat Stanford three years in a row, so that was great.
2: Yeah, that had to be interesting when you went to pitch against them, knowing that, yeah, I committed, but yeah, I'm not. Cal, your rival.
11: Yeah. No, I mean, it, everything worked out. It was a blessing in disguise. Uh, everything happened for a reason. So I was I, I was blessed to have my time at Cal. I really enjoyed it. Um, and they, they're actually playing ASU right now, so I, so I went and saw them last night. Oh, time. yeah? Yeah. Um, but, no, it's it's great. And just to be so close to everything, it's I've had a really good minor league experience, really good major league experience so far. So it's all been kind of... It's been a blessing in disguise, for sure.
2: You know, everybody sets goals. Obviously, one of your goals is be healthy. But what are some other goals for you in 2022?
11: uh some other goals like you said stay healthy um you know i, I just want to be a guy that that cots can give the ball to and know exactly what he's going to get out of me um you know i, I want to pitch in those big games i want to come in those clutch situations uh and help the help the guys win so uh, you know even though we're uh we're kind of an underdog we're training a lot of guys that core i think there's a new core stepping up and i want to be a part of that new core so i, I think it'd be a a good opportunity for a lot of guys to grow uh, especially this year with guys leaving having more opportunity um, and I, I just want to be one of those guys that takes advantage of that opportunity
2: yeah we were talking to adam all or earlier going you know oakland i've been doing this a long time you know oakland a lot of guys. It's a land of opportunity. I mean, you get an opportunity to be in the big leagues here, and you've earned that. I mean, since the time you were drafted, did you always have that feeling? I will not be blocked. I'll get a shot.
11: Yeah. I mean, I I always knew that. You know, my I've never been the 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 biggest guy, the strongest guy, but I I knew I I outworked a lot of my competition, and um, you know feeding off the guys in the locker room and feeding off the clubhouse staff and everyone it's just just a great winning environment um and i'm just so excited to to be a part of it be in front of A's fans uh it should be it should be a very fun year
2: well thanks so much for the time we appreciate it stay healthy have fun on the road trip and we'll see you back in oakland yeah thanks a lot I appreciate it thanks for having me and another from the starting rotation another bay area kid paul blackburn so how's spring training going for you so far
8: i feel like it's going good um you know it's a little different with everything that's kind of (laughs) happened uh with players players leaving um but yeah i feel like i feel like it's been good the guys here we've tried to just kind of limit the distractions with that and just kind of tried to build build off the chemistry we've had the past couple years
2: you talk about guys getting traded you talk about covid year shortened season i mean it's like you haven't had a regular off season to have a regular spring training in a while.
8: Yeah, no, it's uh, the last three years have been have been very weird. Um, especially with this is my 10th season, like I've kind of had that off season routine and like that regular routine coming into spring training uh, all throughout my career, and then you have like that COVID year that hits. With that, you know, stoppage at spring training, with the, you know, couple months to try and like figure out, okay, what, what should I really do to kind of keep ready? Like, what's going to happen, kind of in the future once spring training stopped that year, um, and then the next year after that, 2021 was, it was pretty normal, um, and then this year with the lockout and the shortened spring, it's just kind of like short or a weird spring to like a normal spring to another weird spring um and then with all the trades and everything it's it's been kind of weird but a lot of it's out of your control and a lot of it's just just stuff that's kind of like exterior factors um and just trying to focus on just like what we have here and kind of the guys that have been around and like you know we have a young team we have a you know it's a lot of guys that just have something to prove. And I feel like that's that's where you get the best out of guys.
2: I mean, when you think about being a local guy, playing for the Oakland Athletics, most players in their career never get that opportunity to play locally where – family friends people you've grown up with can watch you play what has that been like for you and as you continue this journey with the oaklands
8: it's been awesome you know um i remember when i first first got the call that i was traded here six years ago now um it was it was it was an amazing (laughs) feeling um you know just friends family uh, everyone that like I kind of knew from from growing up and everything reaching out to me that they are excited and everything and I still have those people reaching out to me, uh, which is nice, you know, and being able to to go home and kind of just play in front of my family, um, it's awesome. Yeah,
2: no, it's I know it's very special. What are the goals for you? Threw the ball well yesterday against Colorado. What are the goals for you in 2022?
8: Uh, just just being more, I guess, staying more within myself. Um, And just working on just more secondary pitches, better execution on secondary pitches uh, throughout this year. Like, whether I'm a starter or reliever, uh, whenever they give me the ball, I'm going to do what they ask me to do. Um, And I feel like just trying to mold myself into being able to kind of handle both sides of that. You know, like, I'm not... I'm aware that, like, I could be put into a long relief role. I could be a starter, like, whatever that is. Uh, moving forward, I'm just ready to, to kind of tackle that the best of my ability.
2: Would you say right now where you are heading into this season, you're just very comfortable
8: with who you are as a professional? Yeah. Um, yeah, the last, like, the last, you know, three, two and two and a half, three years, I've been trying to just figure out stuff, like, more mechanically um, and get my body in better positions to be more consistent. And I feel like I've kind of gotten over that that step as to where I'm able to be more consistent down the mound and release point and everything. And now I've kind of added a slider that like I've been toying with a little bit the last you know four or five months and just now trying to figure out that consistent release point to where I can get it where Uh, like a strike to ball or like a strike down away for me. Um, I feel like it's going to be really big for me this year.
2: It's nice to have a new toy, isn't it?
8: It is. It is. Sometimes you fall in love with it, Uh, but no, it is. It's nice uh, just kind of seeing some positive results with that.
2: Well, it's always great when a local product does well. We're always rooting for you, and uh, good luck on this road trip, and we'll see you back in Oakland.
8: Yeah, thank you very much.
2: And he will not be with the team at the start of the season, but we know what he means as one of the heartbeats of this ball club, Ramon Laureano. So it is great to see you. How was your off season and how was spring training gone for you?
12: Uh, it was good off season and uh, spring training is going good. Yeah, learning uh, some new faces and uh, yeah, that's always tough, but it, it's part of the business, right? Yeah, sure, it's part of it. Uh, we understand uh, the side of why it's happening, and uh, but yeah, we gotta keep moving forward and you know keep working and get ready for uh, 2022.
2: You know, one of the things that I always love about your game is how much you work, how much you hustle, how much you grind. So from the last time we saw you to where we are today, what have you been working on?
12: Um, I think just doing the things I want to do. Uh, I just not asking too much questions and just be myself and, you know, work for my uh, what works for me, what I have learned in the past, and what I have learned from uh, other adjustments I have done in the past, and uh, I think uh, consistency, and uh, that's what I, I'm planning on.
2: What has been the, the main thing for you to focus on your body, for you to be able to stay healthy and play the way that you do on an everyday basis when you're talking about playing center field or whether you're going to move a little bit to right field? but. There's a lot of maintenance that goes into that. How have you worked on your body?
12: Yeah, yeah, I, uh, coming out of this uh, surgery that I had, uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty really good and I have learned some things from it. And uh, especially like that meat part of your body is very important. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how important it was. It's not that I didn't take care of my body, it's just I didn't know how important it was to keep this strong and loose at the same time. So uh, yeah, I come in every day and have a little routine and uh, to put me in the best position that I can to be successful in, in the long run and for the season. Isn't
2: it amazing how
12: you, how you, when you get older,
2: you learn more how to take care of your body because you got to, it's a necessity.
12: Yeah, yeah, it depends your anatomy and stuff. Yeah, you, you some, some guys take care more than others, but some guys don't even have to worry about it because they have the good, Anatomy of the body, but uh, it was good. I uh, I learned a lot, a lot of things, and uh, I'm very excited.
2: So you're gonna miss the first couple weeks of the season. What are you gonna do? I mean, obviously you're gonna work out and do everything physically. How are you gonna handle that mentally? Have you have you thought about that?
12: Yeah, I mean, I have had uh, plenty of time for that, and uh, yeah, I think it just blacked out on my work, uh, just focus on my work every day I and mean, to get better, consistent. See, and, uh, and yeah, I just work on the little things that I know what I need to work on and uh, to be ready for whenever uh, I start playing. You know, I've always loved the mentality
2: that you have, that you're always looking to take the extra base. Like when you hit that ball, whether it's in right center, left center, you're always looking to take a double, that hard turnaround first base. What is that about that work ethic that you bring every single day? And you're always looking to challenge the other team's defense.
12: Yeah, I think that's just the way I grew up playing. So I think it's very important to ne- never get that away. So I try to, you know, I know the importance whenever I'm in the outfield when somebody, which there's just few guys that do that, they put pressure on you while when you are in the defense side. So I try to do that, and you know, it might bring a little panic from the other guys. Yeah. So hopefully it happens, which it has happened. So hopefully it happens and. Even if it happened once a year, I'm going to continue to happen, uh, to do that stuff. So you never know. you got to be ready for anything. And, uh, yeah. Now, they talk about in baseball, everybody's worried about just
2: home runs and about, you know, is there something electric in the game? Is there something to see other than home runs? And I'm like... Come watch Ramon Laureano throw the baseball because the way you throw the baseball around the field is absolutely electric. How much is that such a huge part of your game and your love for the game is throwing people out from center field?
12: Uh, well, lately it hasn't happened because they kind of know <laughs> already, but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I keep working on it. I mean, same thing, just throwing, taking care of my arm, like I have always done. And, uh, but, uh, yeah I just but I focus on other parts of the game up also so yeah try to be consistent like you said like the game is going kind of one side to another but I try to focus overall as a hitter and uh I know when I'm healthy i'm uh, I'm up there you know so uh I believe that and uh with all my heart so yeah I gotta just continue to stay healthy and, and keep doing what I have to do
2: yeah I wonder if there's gonna be something you're gonna to need to add to your game deacon guys to make them think you don't have the play so they will run on you so you can't throw them out
12: I have well, I have done some stuff sometimes yeah, yeah for for sure yeah uh, try to like mess around like I'm sleeping in the defense and stuff but uh, but they don't go though i I have I have tried you can't see it though in the booth but uh, I, have, I have. I love that, by the way. I have tried a, a bunch of times. I actually messed up last year trying to throw somebody out first from center field. So <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, but yeah, that was. We were trying to make a play, Ollie and I. I mean, it was just my idea. But you know, when guys base hit to center, and if they're like. A rookie you know he's trying to show up you know yeah and hustle and stuff maybe they take a big turn so as soon as they close the first base which that will give me time enough to throw it and then they're gonna take the big turn and then they're gonna go back well I was in between and I yanked it yanked it a little bit and uh, he advanced I think to third base Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm like well, we're done with that
2: <laughs> I like the idea though let's end on this you know, there, there, there's there been some guys who have left this clubhouse that obviously are very close to you. You guys were in a lot of great games together. You battled in the postseason together. Just how tough is it to say goodbye to some of these guys?
12: Uh, it is tough, but it's not like we're surprised. So, um, you know, it, it is what it is. But you just got to keep moving forward and keep working. And, uh, yeah, happy for them, you know, and excited for the guys that we got here. And, uh, you know... Uh, Just, you know, just excited for the guys that we got here, but we got to move forward, you know.
2: Hey, we always appreciate your time. You look good, and we'll see you back in Oakland.
12: Thank you. Thank you, Chris.
2: And that'll do it for A's Unfiltered from Spring Training with all of the players. We cannot wait for the 2022 season to start. Now back to A's cast powered by iHeartRadio.
9: This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.